1: see website for details.
0: Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Litman.
2: I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's the day after the Met Gala. What a great time to be doing this podcast. There's a lot to dig into. Yes, it is. It's unusual. Normally the Met Gala is in May, as you may remember from the before times, and then it didn't happen for a year because of COVID. And so now they're doing two. So we get this one and then we're going to get another one in uh, May again, but have they announced the host for the, for that one? Not that I'm aware of, which is not say that they, to say that they haven't. at all, it just, my knowledge extends to this Met Gala right now. And then they can have (laughs) me in another nine months, you know?
0: Um, what in general is like your Met Gala attitude? Like just curious, like, is it a big deal to you? Was it a big deal to you? Like, how do you feel about the event?
2: Would never in a million years want to go. Absolutely zero interest and am always interested to see who is there and what people are wearing. I think, especially in the last few years, it has been sort of one of the last places that marshals all the celebrities that I care about. Mm -hmm. And this year we can talk about the guest list. And I know you want to because it was fluctuating a bit, but you could reliably see a bunch of like genuinely famous people, which is which is my interest and famous people in the world of movies, music, fashion, frankly, not reality TV celebrities for the most part, with the exception of the Kardashians, which is just where my interests lie. And I still like a good red carpet. And the Mechal is not always a good red carpet. Again, something we'll talk about. But at least people still do kind of try for it. It's one of the last sort of... uh Mon- not quite monoculture it's not monoculture but gathers a lot of people it's a big event yeah. and we have vanishingly few of those
0: yeah and it was a big celebrity weekend in new york from um the u.s open women's final on saturday to the vmas on sunday night to the met Gala on monday night it kind of felt before time ish which and, i also and found fashion week throughout oh right as well. and fashion week as well it sort of felt before time ish but, like, I found that confusing because it's not before time, like right. there's still a pandemic, and I saw Tommy Vitor tweet about this this morning, how like the coverage of Obama's um, birthday party was so much about the Delta virus, and there's been very little mention of the delta virus. I wonder out. why
2: Tommy Vitor in particular decided to tweet that out. Does he have any any connections to anyone
0: it's a great it's a great <laughs> question. <laughs>
2: Great question, but I, was Tommy you know, Vitor uninvited from the Obama party? I think all
0: political people are uninvited. Yeah.
2: So, Hmm. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I
0: think it's to the political people is almost like to their advantage. If you're Nancy Pelosi and you attend Obama's birthday, you got to
2: talk about that for weeks. This is what we were talking about. Like at some point, you have to think that those people, at least the people with common sense and who aren't just in it to go to parties. Um, are like, oh, thank God that I don't have to defend this in every interview that I do for the next six months. Yeah,
0: and totally. But with the mech Gala, it was a weird sort of COVID free frenzy until Nicki Minaj tweeted yesterday that she was not attending because she is not vaccinated. And shall we just read her tweet about her cousin? I mean, it's probably probably the best way to handle this. So
2: so she said she did two things. The first tweet was they want you to get vaccinated for the Met Gala. I am not getting vaccinated for the Met Gala. And then she goes on to say, like, I will only get vaccinated once I feel like I've educated myself enough or whatever, which, you know, what is important to educate yourself about the vaccines. If you have not got a vaccine. Please educate yourself about the vaccine and please don't use the tweet that we are about to read from Nicki Minaj. Is that education? Get some real advice. But anyway, go ahead.
0: So Nicki Minaj said, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied she's tweeted a lot since then. This is at the time of recording less than 24 hours ago. Um, she's also, she was um, dismissed on morning television in the UK by the prime minister, Boris Johnson. She's tweeting a lot at joy Reed this morning. Um, Nikki Minaj is like just been tweeting a lot. She also, she's like, seems to be the only person taking advantage of Twitter's voice memo um, function, which in text, I love a voice memo, but I don't see a lot of it on Twitter. Um, You know, Nicki Minaj definitely like opened this conversation, I think. I mean, she didn't, she didn't open the vaccine conversation, but specifically for the Met Gala, I think that there were whispers about people not attending because they weren't vaccinated. And then this just sort of became a major talking point. And so there's, there were a lot of notable absences.
2: Like, let's just say number one, no one became impotent because of the vaccine. Like, please don't listen to anything that she said in that respect. And also there has been a lot of misinformation about the vaccine and fertility and I would encourage you, if that is a concern of yours, to like actually, uh, again, find a scientist. But but yeah, with respect to the Met Gala, she really forced the issue. And I think this is ultimately like a huge win for the Met Gala and for Vogue and for every celebrity who did go to the Met Gala because it became very clear. These are all the people who are vaccinated. A tremendous number of celebrities are vaccinated. And because Nicki Minaj forced the issue, you began to wonder about anyone who was usually at the Met Gala, who was not at last night's Met Gala, and about their vaccination status. Number one on that list, we just got to say it, Kylie Jenner. Number one. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. In fact, Page Six ran a story in the middle of the day yesterday saying there's no big reason for Kylie Jenner not attending. She just decided to go back home. And that seems suspicious. I mean, we I have no other intel other than what I read online, but also Kylie Jenner's pregnant, so she's got... You know, a lot of medical stuff going on. And I think you have to wonder.
2: Yeah. And it is also the fact that her mother was there. Kim Kardashian was there. Kendall, Kendall was there. Jenner was there. Uh Courtney Jenner, who famously like doesn't have Wi-Fi on her, you know, outside deck because she's like afraid of radiation or whatever, which is not a thing. And I'm just some some specious wellness claims uh, attributed to Courtney, Courtney Kardashian, Kardashian is in New York was at the after parties, but was notably not at the Met Gala. Now she is like the least famous of the Kardashian sisters. She like works the least hard. Even she would say that to you. And I don't think it's like necessarily a guarantee that she would have been there, but given the rest of the guest list, you, you think be- she could get a plus one. You begin to, you begin to wonder.
0: Yeah. I mean, like Devin Booker wasn't there. So I have to assume Kendall Jenner had a plus one available. Right. So she could have gone, but maybe she's only traveling with Travis these days. I don't know. Um, I couldn't care less about Courtney Kardashian. So in fact, many of the people I follow on Instagram really do. And I'm just like, can we just, I don't care at all about Kravis.
2: Right. Well, the interest in that relationship has become sort of like a throwback thing for a lot of people. I think this is a good note to say. You already mentioned it. The VMAs also happened this weekend in New York. Juliet and I do not care. Like I we I read some recaps. I I read a blog post as like cool, I'm really old and I don't care about any of this.
0: I didn't know who a lot of people were in the crowd, so I was just like this isn't fun cuz I don't they're not like telling me who these people are and I don't right. know, so I need to move on. Also, like the amount of Spawncon was pretty staggering to me. Like there's a full Toyota commercial that like had like the MTV logo, so it seemed like it was part of the show, and I understand SpawnCon. This is like you know MTV's business is like adjacent to ours, um, but it it just sort of was like I I think the sort of like acceptability of of in-show promo has just really like what people will accept has gone up but I guess this is just a different generation that's like accustomed to ads being served to them on
2: their screens all the time so it's right. just different uh, man everything is an ad and the VMAs, once upon a time I mean they've always been corporate sponsored here are the artists we want you to care about but there was at least kind of the charade of provocation and yeah. people doing things, even if it was just like, you know, getting their tits out or whatever. Once upon a time, that was scandalous to all of us. So it didn't feel quite as just Xeroxed. Everybody's in, everybody's here selling themselves and then we all go home, but it just did really feel like a bunch of people doing album or whatever promo and then moving on with their lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Back to moving on as well. Back
2: to the Met Gala which we should say is also like people doing promo for whatever it is that they are doing. That's why they're there and is also an ad for all of the many designers because everybody is invited by a designer and wearing certain things. So it's, it's really just what kind of spawn con you're interested in and is palatable to you. And I'm, I'm picking this over the VMAs, but I don't want to like sit on my high horse and be like, I care about the Met Gallup, whatever. Like people are trying to sell me stuff too. Totally.
0: Um, should we talk about some of our favorite looks,
2: or you want to talk about the makeup of the attendees? Let's do the makeup the, of the attendees first because I feel like that is going to be. Well, is it negative or are you excited about it?
0: I just really feel old. That's my main thing, and okay. I, I. It felt like this was a kids' party, and I when I saw like Ava DuVernay, I was like, "Cool, she was there. That's great." Or like Whoopi Goldberg, cool. Glad to hear. No, she was there, but you know, of the like one hundred and sixty plus photos on Vogue's website of the official like red carpet photos. um, I think like the vast majority of these people are like under 28 and certainly under 40. Um, and there has been a lot of talk on sort of like the unofficial celebrity message boards and forums and, and blogs of the internet, which is just dating myself already about influencers attending. And so there was Addison Rae who was there. Um, Emma Chamberlain who like I've heard of her, but like, I don't really know who she is even though she's got a podcast with Spotify. Um, And like just some other like YouTube stars and just like a lot of people that are not famous to me. And I was just like, this is fascinating. Um, I think some of them are like really cool inclusions and some I find less cool. Like um, there was the YouTuber Nikki Tutorials who her dress paid homage to the black trans icon, Marsha P. Johnson. And she had one of Marsha Johnson's catchphrases embroidered into the dress. And her outfit was, you know, very much about supporting uh, trans visibility and trans rights. And I think that, you know, this was a very LGBTQIA aware event, which I think is really cool because it's such a high profile celebrity event. But then on the other hand, there's like someone like Addison Rae, who I'm just sort of like, I still don't know what her voice sounds like. And I don't know what she's contributing here. So and I think it's a mixed bag, but mostly I just feel old.
2: I mean the Addison Ray thing is also speaking of people there doing their promotional I yes. mean I think she's is desperate to be there and her business depends on her being there but she has the show out right mm-hmm. um, no that's she's a different movie. family that's the Demelios she so, has well, the but movie she, but actually I was thinking about that this morning as I sat in my car for alternate
0: side of the street parking I was thinking about how I would not have guessed that Addison Ray would become a bigger star than the Demelios but she sort of played a different game than the Demelios who are sort of banking on becoming the next Kardashians by having their own show on Hulu and everything. But Addison Ray went to the Kardashians and was became friends with Courtney and was like on the show and stuff. And then she got the she's all that. And I it also sort of to me, I thought this sort of like um another thing we just have to talk about with all of the looks is just sort of like this kind of hypersexualization, which maybe isn't new, but I thought it was like really on display with so many stylists interpreting in America to be sheer and beaded. And sort of was like, in some ways, the kind of showing your tits of the VMAs has been telegraphed onto the Met Gala in a more tasteful way. And I, I just thought, and the, but the D'Amelio's art don't really do that in the same way. Like, they're much more about, like, their family and and sort of like,
2: oh, we're regular. Um Yeah. Wait, there, there are a few different things that I want to unpack there. Because the, the nudity thing, and we can talk more about, like, the idea of America, but there is, that's just, like, a, a fashion moment right now that... Right there is just there was a lot of skin on display and various designers were doing that and like the new york times is writing various like scandalized pieces about it so i some of that i think was less like interpretation of what it means to be american and more sure. of designers like pushing their particular thing right now and to some extent my frustration with the theme was that no one seemed to have any idea or thought about what america meant and we're just pushing their various agendas, like the Balenciaga thing. Like, I just don't know what's going on with it. And it's like very cool right now. Still the like
0: total covering of yourself.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, the Kim Kardashian thing, which is clearly being pushed on her still by Kanye, which is like a whole relationship that I don't want to unpack is and Kanye still thinks that Balenciaga is cool. And like, that's just sort of like a fashion wing thing. I, I did some research before this just by which I mean talking to like two people who like actually follow fashion because I don't really anymore to explain this to me because I just don't get it. I thought Michaela Cole was who was also wearing Balenciaga looked great. She I did. still don't really know what it had to do with America besides being blue. Um which is also <laughs> a color of the UK, her homeland. The Union jack got a ton of blue. Right. <laughs> so I, my thing is just that I don't really think anyone thought about it at all. Which is usually true for the yeah. Met Gala. And I think also I was glad that it wasn't a bunch of people just doing Ralph Lauren takeoffs, which is like a. Like the
0: Olympics uniform?
2: Yeah, which is like a very specific, like limited, non representative idea of what America is. And obviously, like American fashion has not been like hugely representative. So, in a way, people just being like, whatever, I'm gonna wear whatever I want. It like could on like galaxy brain level fit into the idea of America. So like I'm I'm okay with it sort of except that for the most part it seems like people just trying to sneak in whatever they wanted to wear. And also I didn't like what a lot of people were wearing. (laughs) I just I like there weren't that many things where I was like, oh you look great. But because we're gonna do our like dresses that we liked. But I want to go back to like the age thing and the influencer thing a Mm -hmm. little bit. Sure. Love to well, I just, I think that there are two different things. Number one, you and I are definitely old, right? Like eh. in, in, in the scheme of things, in the scheme of like, Outside the, of 18 to 34, the key demo. Yeah, exactly. And, and I do think that there were a lot of people there under 28, but there were a lot of people there under 28 who like have done cool things. For example, both Emma Raducanu, who is the U S open champion at 18 years old, the first qualifier to ever win a grand slam. You guys, you didn't watch the US Open this year. You just missed out. It was dynamite. But also, the finalist, the other finalist, Layla Fernandez, 19 year old, was also at the Met Gala. They both looked great. Emma Kahn was wearing Chanel. I believe Layla Fernandez was wearing Carolina Herrera. It was very cool that they got to be there. Like, those are teenagers, you know? They're like basically half my age. But I was excited and I thought it was cool that they were there. And there are a lot of young musicians or like, <laughs> there's a difference between celebrities and, and influencers, to me at least. And I, I was uncomfortable with the influencers to the extent that I had just never heard of them. But I still also, I, I don't think it's totally tied to age. And I thought there were still a lot of cool young people there. So I want to ride for the cool young people <laughs> and just be like, I don't care who about Addison Ray. I don't care about her. I just don't care. I don't, I like the young people too.
0: I mean, I'm not against young people. I think that just sort of like and to your point about there are usually not being reality TV.
2: Yeah, it's definitely shifting.
0: It's definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that also just like the idea of like what fashion means to people and like how they want to make a statement, I mean, you know, like sort of, it's just, it just sort of felt to me like, and maybe this again, this is a reflection of my perspective, but this didn't really feel like cutting edge. It felt like a lot of like old ideas. And then the ones that were cutting edge or intentionally classic really stood out to me. And I thought like I I like that like my least favorite outfit by far was Lily Reinhardt who was wearing Christian Siriano and it was like a sh- mini dress with like a long train with like butterflies on it right. and I thought it was like so childish but um it was like, allegedly couture like I don't know like I I just and it was just I felt like a, it reminded me of like a a Claire's prom dress from like 1997 and I thought that was really weird I expect more from Christian Siriano, um. I don't know. It just was, it was a very strange evening of fashion, but then there were some really cool moments too. So I don't know. It's a, it's a mixed bag. I suppose. I actually thought that many of the men who attended had much more interesting, um, clothes on or like interesting sort of like statements than I, than we often get at this kind of shebang where it's usually men in tuxedos as like plus ones, but like obviously little Nas X had three outfits. Sure. That was cool. My guy, Lewis Hamilton, looks really cool I'm wearing this sort of like long white sheer shirt underneath the black suit. And he bought a table and brought um, upcoming black designers with him to showcase them, which obviously I just love Lewis. That's awesome. He fl- Lewis almost died the day before. So it's awesome that he was able to make it. Um, I don't know. I, just thought, I thought it was just kind of cool. I that think did that.
2: Lil Nas X was probably like the the Rihanna showing up late in the, the yellow dress with the giant train from however many years ago that like, like the big moment of the Met Gala, which was really fun. And he, I mean, he looked great and he thought about it and there was a theatrical in the best way intention to it of like, I, I have decided how I will present this look and it will and it, and it worked and it was really fun. So I love moments like that. I, I think the Mecca is always a little over the place fashion wise, and that's okay. I think this year it was just fewer very exciting looks and more like what's happening here, which I'll be honest, maybe all the celebrities forgot how to dress too. You know, <laughs> like no one's been been getting dressed up for like 18 months. Like everybody's rusty. I'm definitely rusty. I have no idea. Like I stay in front of my closet. That. What?
0: They all stylists.
2: It's not like they're doing it on their own. They're all working with these extravagant teams. Come well, on. I mean, like, I think honestly, like, the stylists are probably out of practice. Like, the designer, everybody is just. Do you stand in front of your closet, like, with a real sense of purpose every day? Are you like, yes, I know what to wear? Yes, I understand in this life where I go out more than I used to, but less than I way used to? And I've been working on it
0: today. I put on a real outfit. I thought I was going to go out for breakfast. Then I remembered I had to move my car and I was like, I put on a real outfit today. I don't know. I feel like it's a real do your job kind of thing. Amanda, you love when people do their jobs.
2: Let's ask more of our stylists. Uh, Listen, I think most of the stylists didn't do their jobs though. Even there, I think the way the Met Gala works is the designers decide who they want to invite and the designers like have a lot of say over like what the person is wearing. Mm -hmm. And the stylists like sort of try to mediate it and make something work, uh, you know, but they're more like wranglers dealing with their their celebrity and then also the designer. And designers just, I think, had a lot of time and are weird people and they just (laughs) didn't land it, you know? And I do... Sort of sympathize with that a bit. And I don't know uh, how much say the stylist has when the designer is in charge of the invite. You know what I mean? Sure,
0: sure, sure. Nonetheless, I was actually thinking about like, what's the cost of someone attending? Because like, you got to pay your makeup artist, your hair person, your stylist, and then you get, but then you get loaned the clothes and the jewelry very frequently. Two outfits. Got to go home to change after the Met Gala before the after parties. I was just like, I'd love to see someone's itemized budget for this, but I have. I, it's like I can't, I don't even know where to begin because I don't know how much like style me may have cost per hour. Like I have no idea.
2: Right, but then you have to figure that someone else is. They're getting someone the to pay for all of it. Yeah, right. So like, who's
0: but who is paying for all of it? I have no idea.
2: I really don't know because a lot of these designers can't afford to. So then you wonder if. Vogue is underwriting it. Instagram was a sponsor of the Met Gala this year. So I wonder how much they are like secretly paying for, for various stuff. I mean, I can't imagine that they're paying for like Haley Steinfeld's extensive grooming project, which I mean, let me be the thousandth person, the the millionth person to say, I did not recognize Haley Steinfeld. Nor I. Yeah. (laughs) But, but like, I don't know if like Facebook is covering the bill for that quote transformation, but no, you're right. I mean, the accounting of all of it would be extraordinary. Maybe. No, I mean, I can't. I hope like makeup artists aren't doing stuff for free for exposure. I doubt at it. The There's no, no, that I, would be really sad.
0: I doubt it. I think that like the makeup artists and, and the hair stylists are sort of like the unsung heroes, which mm-hmm. brings me to one of my favorite looks. May I share? Please. Gigi Hadid is a redhead in Prada. I loved it. She Gigi Hadid really... is also
2: on my list, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I, I loved it. She um, was wearing this, like, white dress that had, like, a black sort of form-fitting piece underneath it. And then she was wearing slingback heels with stockings, with long red hair, a, a very sort of conspicuous Prada hair clip. She looked like a really fancy Barbie, and I loved it.
2: I thought yeah. she was great. Very sculptural. Yes. Like, I, like, honestly, because she Gigi Hadid, she, like really did almost look like one of the fashion sketches you see in like the before mm-hmm. of the dress Bef- and you know that are always sort of like look like they would fit a Such giraffe. A model. not that Gigi Hadid is a giraffe I think she's one of the most beautiful people that I am aware of but yeah. yeah she looked great that was on my list as well who else you got um Venus Williams yeah L- loved her dress. She looked great.
0: Call me crazy. I like a real dress. (laughs) Um, I thought she looked awesome. I don't know. I wasn't, I I didn't really have any expectation for Venus Williams at the Met Gala, but I was like, damn, she looks awesome. She was wearing like a really beautifully draped red dress that I just thought looked phenomenal. I, I really loved her look really, really, um, beautiful hairstyle as well. She looked dramatic and classy. And I don't know. I also like seemed very seasonal, like it was a, a deep <laughs> red for fall, but didn't seem like she was hot. I don't know. I, and it was warm in New York last night. I, I thought she looked fantastic.
2: Um, Wait, while we're on the topic of Venus Williams, did you happen to see the video that she made when she had to drop out of the U.S. Open? No, I didn't. As, as many people did. Sorry to make this a tennis podcast, but like Anna Wintour did sort of make the Met Gala a tennis event. So I, I'm just seizing my moment. M- many of kind of like the older top tennis celebrities uh, were not able to compete in the US Open because of injury. And so Venus made a video and it, for like the first 40 seconds it's like the pretty standard, you know, I'm so sorry. I was hoping that I could get there. I, I can't remember what the injury was and she was talking about it. And then for a good 30 seconds, she turns it into like, she's joking, but, and it's, it's funny. Um, just like personal dating ad. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to use this time in order to like, not to become not undateable. And like, please send an email to my coach because you'll be a part of the team. It was totally charming. I mean, I've always loved Venus Williams, but it was really special. That's cute. I hope she got a lot of dates last night. That's really cute. I love it.
0: Um, I thought Alicia Keys looked fantastic. She was wearing like a great sort of bridal outfit that one would never actually wear to their wedding. Where she's wearing sort of like a a sheerish tuxedo white shirt tucked into a um, tiered large taffeta esque. I'm sure it was a nicer material than that white skirt. And I just thought she looked really like festive and cool and like kind of like breezy. I don't know. I, I thought she like, looked like the best like one of the best looks she's ever had in her very long and impressive career. I, those are my top three. I, I, in general, like, I think we should talk about Kendall Jenner. I'm curious how you think, how you felt about that. Cause I saw a lot of people picking that as their favorite. And like, I think she is stunning and she looked great in her dress, but I'm just not into the, I, I like a real dress. I mean, I don't know, but maybe I'm just a prude, an old prude, but I just sort of like, this is too scandalous for me.
2: I'm having to search through the Vogue uh, page now because I have absolutely no memory of what Kendall Jenner was wearing well, at the Met Gala. Just like none.
0: It, the funny thing is it was supposed to be a tribute or inspired by, um, Catherine he- or Audrey Hepburn in, uh, my fair lady, but like <laughs> it's a stretch in my opinion, I guess like the silhouette is similar. I don't know. She's stunning
2: I- how this is a, my fair lady. I mean, isn't I know, this it's- very similar, honestly, to what Kim wore to the Gala yeah. like three to five yes. years ago. Uh, listen, yeah. she's she's very beautiful. I'm sure that it took a lot of time to sew whatever these crystals are onto the thing. Um, I it it's not really it it's too reminiscent of a figure skating outfit for me personally. But yeah, it's a good she's, call. She's she's one of the very beautiful people. So
0: hottest hottest nearly naked person, I think hands down, unanimous unanimous decision. Zoe Kravitz. I mean, just I mean, sure, the ball. she's just like. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's hottest, nearly naked person. There's no competition. I think we can just like throw that out there. We all agree and move on. Let's get to your list, Amanda.
2: <laughs> so I've mentioned a lot of them already. Michaela Cole, I thought looked fantastic. Gigi yes. Hadid was also on my list. Emma Khanu, Layla Fernandez. I got two more. One, Tessa Thompson. Yeah. So in great. Iris Van Herpen, which she did the thing of doing something. This is like a very fashiony structural. It's sort of like a it's a fitted halter neck situation that like turns into flames with a lot of pleating. And I mean, I just like, I don't even know about enough about fashion to explain the intricate construction to make this very uh, involved dress. And then it's also very short and is wearing cowboy boots. And so I think she's doing both like fashion and also just, I'm really attractive and marrying the two very well, you know? And I think we got, we got some fashion last night and a lot of, did you know I'm very attractive? And all of these people are, like, amazingly attractive. But this is checking both boxes for me, which is nice. <laughs> um, you know, if you can, go for it. Uh, and then the other one I really like, and this is, I think this is really just, like, I'm very attractive. But Haley Bieber in Saint Laurent, it was very simple. But I, I thought she looked really great. Hailey Bieber is obviously, like, the it fashion girl now. Every single thing that she wears or is photographed in gets sold everywhere, sold out instantly. I think she probably more than a Kardashian or a Hadid at this point. But it, I don't know, it worked for me. I, like, they've been married for three years now. I
0: thought it was, I thought it was, like, good for the Oscars. Like, see ya in in LA. I was just like, have a little bit more fun, Hailey Bieber. But I read that she switched her stylist recently, and she's, like, trying a different approach. I think she's, she's styled by Carla Welch at the moment. And she had been with this woman, Maeve, very famous Oh, interesting. For a long time. So she's
2: doing, she's part she's of the trying. Carla Welch industrial complex. Yeah. That's what I saw I, recently. I just, she was wearing the dress rather, rather than the dress wearing her, which mm-hmm. is, is hard. And I was like, oh, you know what? This was more just for me to honor that. I guess I'm like every other 24 year old being like, where can I get that? Like Haley Bieber, whatever. Yeah. Thing. She looks amazing. I should never wear a single thing that Hilly Pieper wears in any context. But the ability to make me want to buy these things, I'm like, oh, okay, you have something going on.
0: There, there's no question. She looked great. I was just like, yeah. I felt like she should have had a little, a little bit more fun. But (laughs) you know, maybe she's had her fun already and she's living it. You know, living a nice, quieter life with her husband. It's very sweet. I guess I don't know. I, 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 I'm fascinated by them, but I don't really have positive or negative feelings about that? did you
2: watch any of the footage of Bieber performing inside the back gala
0: I watched a little bit um I saw some footage of him singing lonely which is like one of my least favorite Justin Bieber songs okay um and I don't think he has the proper voice for it but that no one asked me uh they should
2: (laughs) they should just run all set lists by you
0: (laughs) well I just Benny Blanco wrote that song I think he could have given it to someone who could do do a better job but whatever um we have to do an Ed Sheeran detour later because Ed Sheeran is okay.
2: back. <laughs> anyway, um, I just saw that. Did you? I I think I watched like 30 seconds of like Eva Chin, like dancing to Baby on her Instagram. And I was like, oh, okay. Justin Bieber is still performing Baby. I guess that's what like the Met Gala invite gets you. It's him being like, sure, why not?
0: I often wonder how many times the Backstreet Boys have performed. I want it that way because like they're still together. I mean, like someone like Justin Bieber will probably be performing like, sorry, mm-hmm. baby, and like, love yourself for the rest of his life. Yeah. So B- baby in particular. Yeah. I mean, he was like That's, 12. Yeah. It's a 10 year old song. 11. Maybe actually I was living in San Francisco. So it's actually more than that. It's from 2009 or 2010. So, so in a long time, I've been a long time with that song, but I don't know. Um, It was it was nice to have a celebrity event, though. Like, I'll just can we talk about after parties very quickly?
2: Yes, of course. Yeah. So I made an incomplete list of after parties that I'm aware of via reading the Internet. Let's be clear. I wasn't invited to any of them. So, I I mean, obviously, the big one was like the Rihanna after party, which was at David, which is apparently a place in the meatpacking district that I'm not being a New York resident. I'm not aware of. So everyone did their best to end up there. Like, not everyone got in. Some footage made its way of, uh, Megan Rapino and Julia Garner, like doing their best to get into the Rihanna after party. I believe they did. But if you, if you were a Met Gala in like attendee of some standing and you, but you did have to wait in line with all the papar- paparazzi outside to get into the Rihanna party, how long would you wait?
0: Depends what shoes I'm wearing. Okay. Um, It's a great question. I think I would probably wait a while. I apparently Rihanna didn't attend, didn't show up until two thirty, so it went Mm -hmm. really late. Um, thank goodness the bar time is back to four a.m. here in the greatest city in the world. So (laughs) that's great news for all these people. Um, I would wait a while, but I I feel like I don't know. Like I did, I I I hate lines. I could imagine my feet
2: would have really hurt by this time. I've really really sensitive feet uh for me the minute I see a camera recording me on like waiting in line I'm just like I don't think that this is worth it but on the flip side
0: if you're ever going to be caught on camera like this is the night right like you're all dolled up you look good everyone else is doing it too I don't know it's it's so far outside of the realm possibility it's like very hard for me to take this seriously like
2: But, I, you know, Amanda, I love a late night. I would love to be invited to a fancy party with strangers. So so let's break this down because so everyone who could get in wound up at the Rihanna party. But there were many parties ahead of time. So Mm -hmm. there was one at the Boom Boom Room, which Mm -hmm. I think is like the standard event. I don't know if it's actually sponsored by the Met Gala, but it seems sort of like the governor's ball Ball, is to the Oscars as like the Boom Boom Room is to the Met Gala. And so a lot of people started there. No elevator incidents that we're aware of at this point in time. And then Justin Bieber had a party at Webster Hall. Balenciaga had a party at a place called Cathedral, Cathedral, which, I, again, I'm really not up on my New York nightclub spots. I'm very sorry to everybody. Nor this am is, I. This is what happens when you're old and you live in Los Angeles. So what happens in your old period? I live in uh, LA. I mean, I a Laquan Smith party under the Cousy quote. How do you say that bridge? I've driven over it a million times. Which one? Anyway, under a bridge starts with a K. In. Oh, the Polish name. Yes. Um. Sorry to to that man and his bridge, and then Alicia Keys had a party at Cipriani Wall Street, right? And and then there was some gathering at the Bowery Hotel because Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz, who did not walk the carpets together, were photographed both leaving the Met Gala together and then also leaving the Bowery Hotel. At 6 a.m. Now, I would have said they're just staying at the Barry Hotel, but then why are they leaving at 6 a.m.? Right. So someone was having like an after-after party. Probably just in the lobby. I mean, it's a great bar there. Yeah. Love, love the Bowery Hotel bar. But I'm not really sure what the details are on the Barry Hotel party.
0: It, so seems how, like it seems like they're staying at uh, Williamsburg. That's where they've been primarily photographed.
2: How many of those could you, Juliette, lover of nightlife and party hopping, <laughs> have managed? And what order would you do them in?
0: I think that I probably just being realistic, like in, in the alternate world where I am a celebrity, I'm not famous or cool enough to make it to the Rihanna's party. Like, I think we can just accept that. So I think that I probably would have gotten to Rihanna's party after like two previous ones and been like, fuck it. Let's just go to the Bowery hotel and like hung out there instead. Like, I think I wouldn't have waited very long, but I would have gone to like a kind of the informal after, after, after party to like, keep drinking and like keep hanging and like maybe take a little nap on one of the couches in the lobby. That would have, that would have been my plan. I, Here, I've, I've been known to take a nap at like a wedding after party for like 10 minutes.
2: Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's extraordinary. So here's what I'm going to ask you. This is the real Juliet Littman decision point. Okay. Are you going to Justin Bieber at Webster hall? Or are you going to Alicia Keys at Cipriana wall street? Because you can't geographically manage both.
0: Right. I think I'm going to Alicia Keys on Wall Street. I, first I of all, kind of knew that you would. First of all, I hate Webster Hall. I've never had a good experience at Webster Hall. Yeah. Second of all, I don't know. I, I just like I I would prefer to go to Alicia Keys's party. I don't even, it's not even for the music, but like just being at Wall Street is more appealing than being at Webster Hall, like basically in Midtown. Like I just no thanks.
2: Is Webster Hall in Midtown? No,
0: it's not. But OK, it's like, like, I thought it actually. Like... No, that's the Roxy I'm thinking of. Webster Hall is like near Union Square, I believe. Right. right?
2: Yes. That's what I was thinking
0: of. Yeah. But it's on East 11th Street. Okay. I've never had a good time there. I don't know. All right. That's fine. But I think um, I think Webster Hall was the Justin Bieber Balenciaga party together. Right.
2: I could be, although again, I'm going, I'm aggregating blogs here and page six in particular was treating them as separate events.
0: Gotcha. I think that they were at least like very close to each other. Okay. I don't know. I would have just been happy to end up at the Bowery hotel after like two delightful parties. And And of course, you know, the real, the real cool kids showed up late and left early. So I don't know, but I like free food. Apparently everyone left before dessert, but I love dessert. So. I don't know.
2: That's just me. (laughs) I bet Um, there were desserts available at the parties.
0: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great. But together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. ncom Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
0: We have to talk about Bennifer. We got to talk about. Yeah. We, we save this as a transition point because what a week it's been for them. Big debut for the last duel as a red carpet couple in Venice. Um, probably the best like photo op they could have asked for getting off the boat. Although I do think, um, I don't know. I, it was just wild. It was Ben, Jen, Ridley Scott, Matt Damon, and Jody Comer Mm -hmm. and Matt Damon's wife and Matt Damon's wife. Um, I believe her name is, is Luciana. Um, and they, they stole all the thunder in Venice. I guess the runner up was Oscar Isaac in slow-mo looking at Jessica Chastain, but that's for another day. We don't have, right, we don't have time for that. I got to watch that show actually. I would interested in it. Um and then even better, Jennifer Lopez abandoned the group and did like her own photo, sh- photo shoot for a clothing company. I believe it was Dior on um was it?
2: I want to say it was Dolce and Gabbana.
0: You're right because it was in Italy. Um she did a Dolce & Gabbana photo shoot on a gondola on the canals of Venice and looked incredible. And like, she just looked incredible the entire time she was in Italy slash always. It was, it was amazing. Amazing celebrity.
2: And then of course, Jennifer Lopez did attend the Met Gala. She walked the red carpet solo, but Ben Affleck was also there in a tux and they were making out in their masks and were photographed. But so I just want to be clear of the, of these three reason photo ops, you're ranking JLo solo for Dolce & Gabbana. Number one. Venice red carpet number two, making out of masks at the Met Ball number three.
0: I don't know. I think so. I think the celebrity of the Venice Film Festival arrival was like just amazing celebrity stuff. But I have to say I haven't completely recovered from Matt Damon um, Cavalier commentary about the F word. And like as a deep Matt Damon stan, I just was like... I mean, I I formerly was, I feel much more conflicted than I used to. That took away a little bit from it for me, Um, but I I love the celebrity. I mean, they're just, they're crushing it.
2: I, I don't disagree with your thoughts about Matt Damon. Also, I don't know if you've seen Stillwater, but that will further confuse the situation for you. Just the most baffling Matt Damon performance I've seen in some time. That said, just I was looking at the photographs that were just Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, mm. just like full on red carpet in Europe, maximum glamour. And I was just like, movies are back, life is back, is the most invigorating, exciting thing that I've seen. And sometimes they looked fantastic. Ben Affleck looked so proud of himself, as he should be, just king of the world. And I loved it. It it was delightful. I was so he's looking pleased. great.
0: He's
2: it's really looking good. And and that kind of like movie star international, you know, we did it thing does not happen anymore. There are just not that many opportunities. So it felt like a throwback. It was wonderful. I loved it so much. I also, you know, Jennifer Lopez looks great in any situation. So congratulations to her and all her other photo ops. But I really liked it when they were together on the red carpet. Just A plus.
0: She wore a large hat to um, the Met Gala. I didn't understand. I liked her it. Look. I don't. I don't usually like hats, but I liked it. I was like, "This is different. This is cool because it's different." And I'm just like J Lo. Do you? I don't know. Similar with Rihanna I and Aesop Rocky. I'm just like, "Cool guys, you're
2: you're. I love outerwear too. So this is great." Sure. <laughs> Between the Rihanna and the ASAP Rocky, which outerwear would you wear first?
0: I think Rihanna's. I love a. Remind me of some of my favorite coats from Mackage. Macage. I don't know how you mm-hmm. say that. And I'm just like, oh, that looks really cozy and comfortable. I don't know. Rihanna is just an absolute legend. There's no, words. Sure. I, I mean, I agree with that. I don't, she, she sort of like, I don't know. She's the, she's the most iconic Met Gala attendee from the elevator to being late to her, to both the party and, and the actual event. I mean, yeah, that's great stuff. Great, great stuff. Um, can we talk about Ed Sheeran
2: for one second? Sure. I think you'll primarily do the talking and I'll be a, in, you know, excited listener.
0: I, I don't I don't even know what I really want to say, except that I spent a lot of time yesterday watching some Ed Sheeran videos on YouTube. OK, he's, ba- he's back. He's got a new album. I think it's called Equals, which is following in the, the the mathematical lineage of plus multiply and divide, which is his previous three albums. Now we're at Equals, so soon he'll have to move on unless he's going to like use some new symbols. I'm not really sure he performed at Brooklyn Bridge Park. He was like the lone outdoor performer of of the VMAs. He did three songs. He seemed like he was having so much fun. And like, I just can't believe this man is one of the most successful music stars in the world. I just, it's just shocking. This, this, this redhead from England, who's like a really earnest pop songwriter. I just, I don't know. And I find it so captivating. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me
2: and the world. Well, I do wonder how much of it is that he's a very, he's a good songwriter. He just is. Excellent. He's excellent
1: songwriter.
2: So there is still a section of the world that doesn't quite follow celebrity and pop stars and all of the, you know, Stan wars in the same way that we do, but they just get, they become aware of top 40 and Mm -hmm. they like these songs. And so he exists really without a lot of the the trappings around him. And I, you know, I know there's like a tremendous amount of coverage around him. Like, you know, he's been at war with the, the planning committee in his country home in the UK about building a extension or whatever to his home for like 10 years. And it's covered extensively in the Daily Mail. So I don't mean to imply that he's not famous or doesn't have the celebrity trappings, but he does seem to, I don't know if his success is directly correlated to how many people are invested in like what is the latest news about what a Sharon like war or did or whatever? Sure. 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 It's
0: not, it's just like, it's just a wild, I don't know. It's a wild phenomenon. I can't I just, it's so weird that he's like this man. It's also just because like in some ways he's like the heir to the Elton John throne in songwriting in the UK, Elton John and Bernie Taupin together, of course,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but he doesn't have any of the theatrics of Elton John. It's just, it's just wild. I don't I don't get it, Amanda. And even when he tries, it feels so hollow. Elton John, I mean, why wasn't he at the Met Gala? He's made for that shit. Probably didn't want to come.
2: Yeah. I think at a certain point there were a lot of people over 40 who were not there who It used was a to really go. young event. Yeah. And I a- think they probably were just like, No, thanks. I don't feel like it. I've I've earned not going.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Anyway, that's my that's my Ed Sheeran diversion. Okay. Sorry. I just had to mention it. He's no, back, guys.
2: All right. That's great. Congratulations to him. <laughs>
0: He seems happy. I I will say that. Yeah, good for him. All right. Moving on. (laughs) Um, should we talk about uh the Bradley Cooper, uh Brad Pitt friend date at the US Open? I I mean
2: I would love to. So there was was a friend date or were they seated next to each other? It's it's a great question because it was Brad Pitt next to Bradley Cooper, person that I did not recognize in next on the other side of Bradley Cooper. And then on the end of the aisle, Rami Malek. Mm. So, and then on the other side of Brad Pitt was at first Savannah Guthrie who had, as she was shown kind of in widescreen sitting next to Brad Pitt, had the most relatable, like I'm staring straight ahead. I'm very focused on the tennis. I have no idea who's sitting next to me. I'm not paying any attention to the fact that Brad Pitt is sitting next to me. I'm playing a cool face that I've ever seen in my entire life. She's just trying so hard to not you know, freak out being seated next to Brad Pitt, which I thought was very endearing. Savannah Guthrie presumably meets a lot of famous people at her point in her job. But at some point then her, um, her coworker, Jenna Bush Hager, uh, took her seat, removed her from the seat next to Brad Pitt and placed herself next to Brad Pitt. So, and, and they were in a box. I got, you know, Gail King was also, I believe a couple rows in front. Like they, it was definitely a famous people section so they could have just been seated next to each other. But they do, they are friends. I think Brad Pitt credits Bradley Cooper in helping him with his recovery. Mm. So they ha- they definitely have a relationship. So I don't know if they like decided to go together or once they both were invited. We're like, oh, we'll sit next to each other. But they definitely do have a relationship. They're both friends of Fincher, right? I don't know whether Bradley Cooper is. I mean, oh, Brad Pitt obviously has like a long-term obviously. relationship. <laughs> um, and has worked with him. I, I don't know whether Cooper and Fincher have they ever worked together? I
0: don't think, I don't so. think so, but I don't, I, don't think so. I thought they were friends. I don't know.
2: I, I can see Bradley Cooper very much wanting to be friends with Fincher. <laughs> and I don't really know whether that has like totally panned out for him yet. Um, but is Bradley Cooper a Brad to
0: anyone or is he Bradley to all? No, I think he insists on being Bradley. So do you think do you and Bradley Cooper though obviously spends a lot of time in L. A. as an actor he's definitely like an East Coast guy famously mm-hmm. lived with his mom in Philly for a long time primarily lives in New York Brad Pitt very much a west the West Coast Brad of the group
1: mm-hmm. I felt like
0: it was a real like East Coast Bradley meets West Coast Brad in like a buddy comedy kind of vibe and like Brad Pitt wearing the bucket hat just like pushed everything over the edge for me yeah I mean it was, that was amazing. I also really respect it. I'm completely done with sun exposure myself. So like, you know, wear those hats
2: where protect yourself. People he's been doing the bucket hat a lot. I was trying to figure out why he was in town. There were a lot of celebrities. This was the men's final and Novak Djokovic was going for like a calendar a year grand slam. calendar grand slam. And also in winning this grand slam, he would have broken both Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal's records. They're currently all tried each tied at 20 grand slams ultimately did not uh, do that which depending on your feelings about all of those players was either disappointing or a great thing Uh, but I think a lot of people were there just because it was supposed to be like a a history making event or something but even then it doesn't like really track with the amount of celebrities that are usually (laughs) at a a tennis tournament and I guess a lot of people were in town whether it was because of fashion week there weren't really a lot of like VMA type celebrities at the U S open. It was a slightly older crowd. Leonardo DiCaprio was also in attendance. He was hidden way in back in a box wearing a mask. Um, so I don't know why they were all there. I have a hard time leaving that Brad Pitt flew into New York just to see Novak Djokovic play a tennis match. I maybe could he, be wrong, maybe he, but could he been on the way back from Europe? Well, he's been filming the Damien Chazelle movie, and I think they're filming here in California. So mm. I think he made a trip to New York for some purpose, but he is like interested in the fashion world. And I think like art stuff is also finally heating up again. Like art, you know, the art world is, is back in. So is Broadway. And so, right. So it's like all of the things in New York are happening. And it does seem like people started scheduling things like, well, if you're going to be here for this, then we'll also do this, that and the other. It did sort of seem like a favor to
0: celebrities to have Fashion Week, the U.S. Open, the VMAs, and the Met Gala all kind of colliding. It's like great, one trip. And it's like also like maximum buzz for everyone.
2: I think it's probably on purpose because yeah. that's how you get people to come to your thing, especially post-COVID when people aren't traveling as much. You're just kind of hoping, okay, well, if we have this and we have these security measures in place, then maybe we can also get X, Y, Z. But right. so I, I sort of think that's what happened with... It might just be, honestly, Brad Pitt was in town. Bradley Cooper was going because he is a noted tennis fan. Please see the famous video of Bradley Cooper and Arena Shake at Wimbledon getting into a fight, Um, and then also Bradley Cooper going with Gerard Butler and being really psyched. Bradley Cooper loves Wimbledon, so he could have just invited Brad Pitt. I think my concern there, Juliet, is that Bradley Cooper is very clearly a Novak Djokovic fan, and... (sighs) Listen, I've, I've been trying to exercise a lot of demons and I don't really think it's helpful to carry around as much hate as I did for a decade towards Novak Djokovic. So I don't hate him. I like, I actually softened towards him a bit during this tournament, even though I think he has at best a a wildly irresponsible attitude towards COVID-19 and vaccines, but he was one of the, one of the first super spreaders. Yeah, but I'm not for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm maybe I'm trying to be not against him anymore, but I'm not for him. Take a
0: page out of Taylor Swift's book. Just try to forget that he
2: existed. Right. Which, which certainly no one in the tennis world or ESPN is making easy at this point. But <laughs> I, like, I, I do definitely think that Bradley Cooper is a Novak Djokovic fan. Mm. Um, I just, a lot of, you can pick up the vibes. And so I'm concerned that if Brad Pitt went to the U S open as a guest of, or a friend of Bradley Cooper, then that, you know, by default makes Brad Pitt a Novak Djokovic fan. And that's hard for me. I've been, I'm really been having to sit with that and process it. And I, I have, I don't know where I'm going to land up, but it's, it's not what, it's not what you want. It's just not what you want, Juliet. So I don't know. It was really fun to see them there, but also do you want your heroes at your sports events that you feel very strongly about? I don't know, because then you have to reckon with their bad taste. That's a tough one. I'm just
0: going to say the three men you've talked about all have a history of like me enjoying nightlife. So perhaps that's some common connection. And they all have moved on from that phase of their life. And they're sharing that together as well. I I move on from it by force, not by choice. I guess so. (laughs) The force of old age. Um, Well, I don't know. It was it was really something to behold. Let's end on a happy note, which this has mostly been a happy jam session. I I think. Um, yeah,
2: celebrities are back.
0: Celebrities are back, and, um, and mostly
2: vaccinated. Thank you, celebrities.
0: I want to. I want. We want. We would like to offer a heartfelt congratulations to Britney Spears on the occasion of her engagement yeah. and seemingly the end of her conservativeship. So and smart legal decisions of getting a prenup. So have we confirmed
2: that she's getting a prenup? or Please. it was that just have we even confirmed the Octavia Spencer comment that wound up on the Instagram like do we know that that's real I don't think really anything with Britney Spears is confirmable these days but I okay. do think she's definitely engaged that seems that is confirmed Yeah that seems very true because she published it she put it on Instagram herself with the ring and she seems very excited and that's really lovely they've been dating for a long time um that's great then as soon as the news broke there were screenshots floating around of like the third comment on this post being Octavia Spencer. And it's just great. Get a prenup, uh, which, you know, true or not, I endorse this message and I think everybody does, but it couldn't actually be verified as a real comment.
0: Well, TMZ is on the case, obviously. And yesterday they said that this is a little ominous, but, um, Jamie Spears is is involved in helping her get a prenup and he's still in charge of the conservatorship. So I guess that tracks, but anyway, let's just hope this is the beginning of a new happier phase for Britney Spears because she deserves it.
2: I agree. Congratulations.
0: Congrats to her. Congrats to us. Celebrities are back. It's great. Great news. I'm looking, you know what? Hamilton's reopening today. I'm looking forward to celebrities at Hamilton resuming as well. We already got one this summer, Ben and Jen going to it in LA. So it's it's all happening, people. Um, Thank you for listening to this very New York City centric edition of Jam Session. Thank you to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. Thank you to you, Amanda, for such wonderful takes and for talking us through this (laughs) Novak Djokovic situation.
2: If you want continued updates, I'm here for it. DM Amanda. Find her on Instagram. I'm available. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll be back next week.